Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 through 23, and I'm going to be reading from the the New King James Version uh, of the New Testament. Hallelujah. And uh, I think she's gone to run a few extra copies off for those who may not have a copy. Praise the Lord. We are studying, uh, trying to get finished up in Galatians, I mean Colossians, excuse me, uh, and so we can get started with our new uh, study about uh, the concepts of spiritual growth. Um, and uh, But Colossians has been such a powerful book. Uh, it's hard to get shut of and get uh, finished up. And I mean, uh, we're going to read some tonight. And uh, uh, I'm going to be talking, to, I've titled my lesson tonight, The Work of reconciliation the work of reconciliation uh, and the word reconciliation is a very important word uh, for people in the kingdom of God and you're going to find out why so as we get into our lesson but Colossians chapter 1 verses 19 through 23 you can follow me on the screen for it pleased the father that in him who is the him there? Jesus. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. And by him, or by Jesus, to reconcile all things to himself by Jesus. Whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross, we sung about the blood tonight. Hallelujah. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy. That's a bad word for a lot of Pentecostals today. Hallelujah. Amen. It's, 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 it's hard to, to hear holiness preached, a good holiness message anymore. People scared of it. Hallelujah. Amen. But guess what? It's still right. It's still right. Hallelujah. Amen. These folks over here may need uh, some copies. Um, Present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed, that, that, that if right there is a little word, but it's, it, it's a big meaning to it. Hallelujah. If indeed you continue in the faith and grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. See, everybody say amen to the word. Amen. If you have a handout and you notice on, on the paper there, the word reconcile, I have given you a definition. The word reconcile means to restore to harmony repair a breach 
resolve the conflict or recover what was lost. Now, I'm fixing to say something right now that's not politically correct, even in churches. And that is, it is popular among religious teachers today to say, well, we all, everybody in the world, we all are children of God. I'm, no, no. That's not what the book says. You were born alienated away from God. You were born not having any, con uh, any communion with God whatsoever. You were born with, have, with a conflict between you and God. Amen. That is why it's important for everybody to be born again. Because when you're born again, then you are reconciled. You, you, you are restored to harmony with God. You repair a breach that was made. You resolve the conflict. You recover what was lost. What did, what did man lose? Adam walked in the garden every day with, with God. Hallelujah. He had fellowship with the Lord. Communion. Hallelujah. And all that was lost. Hallelujah. Amen. So something has to happen to restore that. Amen. Sometimes down here, uh, you, have, you have friends that because of something will happen, they, there's a breach in the friendship. Uh, a conflict takes place. And uh, when that happens, uh, things has to be reconciled uh, to restore the harmony uh, and uh, to repair the breach. And that's what our lesson, the main part of our lesson is talking about. Uh, is the work of reconciliation and how that's so important to God and that should be so important to us as Christians. But before we get into that, we're going to talk some more about something we've already talked about in Colossians. We're going to talk about the Godhead in Christ. The Godhead in Christ. Uh, the uh, Pentecostal Publishing House has a book written it's a good book that you could uh you can go online to the united pentecostal publishing house i recommend you uh getting it uh and reading it if you want more information about uh who jesus really is uh, and the the book the name of the book is is jesus in the godhead or is the godhead in jesus now there's a difference the majority of church religions today would tell you Jesus is in the Godhead, meaning that he is number two. Hallelujah, in the God. But I'm going to tell you what, the one, the one that I prayed to is not Jehovah Junior. Hallelujah. He is Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What is he provided? Whatever I need. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Hallelujah. So, the Godhead in Christ. 
verse 19, he said, For it pleased the Father that in him or in Christ should all fullness dwell. Now, we're going to go to the second chapter of Colossians. Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. And we're going to read that. And you got that on your handout there. Notice there, he uses the word beware. What does the word beware mean? Watch out. Amen. It's like a warning, ain't it? It's like a warning. He said, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. According to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Amen. Amen. Next verse. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. <laughs> and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Glory to God. So Jesus is not in the Godhead. The God, hallelujah, the Godhead is in him. In him dwells all fullness. In him is the Father. In him is the Son. In him is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. My former pastor that I used to be under before I got baptized in Jesus' name, he used to have a radio broadcast. And uh, pastor the church uh, in East Nashville on Russell Street. Well, we're on back there close close to the park down there. And uh, he, had a, he had a radio broadcast. Well, after, after we got, uh, uh, was rebaptized in Jesus' name and uh, began, began to go around and preach and minister, it really stirred a lot of folks up. And uh, <laughs> I was listening to him one Saturday on, on his radio broadcast. He said, well, you got people running around now trying to tell everybody that there's only one. He said, but the Bible says there are three, and I can prove it. And he said, you, 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 uh, you turn, turn with me uh, to First John 5 and 7, I believe it is. He said, and he began to read. He said, for there are three that bear a record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And uh, he, st he stopped there. And he said, see there, the Bible says there's three. But he didn't read all the verse. And I'm sitting there, I says, how in the world can this man preach this over the airways and, and deliberately deceive people? Yes, the Bible does say in John, 1 John 5 and 7, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. But at the end of that verse, it says, and these three are one. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, the main part of my message is not about the Godhead tonight, but man, this, you know, you know this stirs me up every time I get into it. Hallelujah. I thank God for truth. I thank God for truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus said, you shall know the truth. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm so happy that God revealed it to me. Now, I understand. I understand. 
It doesn't make no difference what a man like me stands up here and tells anybody because I don't care how much of the Bible I give you. Until you get a revelation, you're not going to understand it. Hallelujah. But don't never walk away from what God reveals unto you. People want to say, what about all the people in the world don't understand that? Well, all I can tell you is you walk in the light as you have the light shown to you. Amen. And as long as you walk in that light, God give you more light and you'll, you'll understand more. He did me. Hallelujah. I wasn't born in this. I wasn't raised in this. Hallelujah. Amen. But if you're honest hearted, you know what the, if, if you want to know what the truth says, hallelujah, God will open it up unto you. Hallelujah. Mm, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I want to talk a little bit about the breach repaired on your handout that I've got there. The 21st and the 22nd verses of Colossians chapter 1 says, And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Now, this is what I was talking about earlier when I said, when you was born in this world, it's like what Dave, King David said. I was born in sin and, 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 and iniquity. Was, was I was shaping in iniquity. Hallelujah. Amen. You was born estranged from Christ. You was alienated from him. Amen. There has to be a reconciliation. You've got to, you got to repair that breach uh, that, that you were born in. Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 2. Notice what that says. Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 2. Look at, look at this. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will... My, 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 my. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got, to, we got to repair the breach because we were born separated from God. We was, we was not on talking terms with God when we came into this world. Why? Because of our iniquities. Our iniquities separates us from our God. Our sins have hidden His face from us so that He will not hear Hallelujah. So I think you can understand now what I'm talking about, the necessity. Hallelujah. Amen. The need for reconciliation. And church, there's only one way you can be reconciled to God. It's through repentance, water baptism, not just, not just sprinkling. Hallelujah. But fully emerged. Hallelujah. And I've told you all the story. Time time again, year, years and years ago, our former pastor, Brother Hale, back in the days we had that old horse trough. Amen. We had a revival service, and that, and that lady uh, uh, back then she was she, back then she was she was about as big around as I am now. I wouldn't I wouldn't like this now. But things have changed. Hallelujah. Quite a bit. Hallelujah. 
and uh, I was trying to baptize her in, in that old horse trough. And man, every time I tried to take her, she, she was like, she, uh, what do you call them things? Uh, she was like a buoy. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I was having a hard time getting her under. And finally, finally I, got, I, I got her under. And, uh, I thought, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Hale standing over there. Brother Sammy, you got to take her under again. You left her nose sticking up. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But that's the only way. That's the only way we can get reconciled to God. Repentance, water baptism in His name for the remission. What does the word remission mean? Forgiveness. The forgiveness of our sins. And then, then, we shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody that hadn't gone through that process has not been reconciled to God. You're still an enemy of God. That's, that's, that's hard, but it's the truth. Hallelujah. It's the truth. Amen. Uh, but say, somebody says, well, okay, I've done that. I, I've got it made. No, don't never think you got it made. Now, a few weeks ago, uh, we were talking about, and uh, and I didn't I didn't realize at the time, uh, uh, Brother Kenneth had been thinking about some of these things and dealing with some of the time. A few weeks ago, we were we were dealing with this issue about where some some churches uh, proclaim once saved always saved, and 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 how dangerous uh, that that teaching is, uh, and uh, it's all through the Bible. To let us know that it's just it's just not when we repent of our sins. That's just a foundation that we lay. We've got to continue. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Hallelujah. And even in this lesson tonight, in these scriptures, these scriptures right here, teach against this stuff about once saved always the necessity to be steadfast what does the word steadfast mean there's one word that comes to my mind automatically unmovable that's what i was thinking about brother uh brother hallelujah the necessity to be steadfast once we come into the body of christ and we repent of our sins and we start living for god we, we, we can't be in and out, up and down. Hallelujah. There ain't no such thing as being saved one day and lost the next. Hallelujah. Amen. Colossians 1, chapter 21, 23. Uh, I want him to put that back up again. We've read it. But I want, I want you to know. And look, look on your handout here because I've got it underlined. Colossians 1, 21 through 23. And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Now you follow that up to that point, right? He does this work for you. He reconciles you. 
So one day you can look forward to be presented holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight. That means when you see him when he comes again. But verse 23, look at that word, if. If you're going to be presented holy and blameless in the Lord's sight if you continue in the faith. See, that word if, it's, it's only two letters, but it's a big word. Hallelujah. Amen. I've been, I've, I've been born again. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to making heaven my home, and I want to see him one day, and I'll be able to if. If what? If I continue. If I continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. you got to continue in it. You can't come in here and get a little dab of the Holy Ghost and a little dab of God and then go out here in the world and live the way you want to live. If you do so, when he comes, you're going to be just as lost as last year's Easter egg. Hallelujah. Amen. We can't start and stop. We've got to continue. Hallelujah. And there's a lot of people being deceived by preachers preaching stuff that they shouldn't be preaching. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 37 through 39. This is going to be the last scripture that I'll be using tonight, and we're going to wind up. Now, notice this Hebrews chapter 10, verse 37 through 39. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to the next verse. Amen. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, what does the word draw back mean? Okay. He said, my soul has no pleasure in him. Next verse. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition. That word perdition means destruction. Once here I am, I've I, I left the world behind. I'm following Jesus, but something happens. I get sidetracked, like Sister Darling gets sidetracked on some things. Hallelujah. I asked her, I, said, I thought you were going to do such and such. I'd planned on it, but I got sidetracked. <laughs> here I am. Head, I, I done left the world behind. But all of a sudden, I stop and I draw back. I start going back. Uh-huh. But we are not of those who draw back too pretty. If I go back, I'm headed towards destruction. But of those, we are not of those who draw back, but we are of those who believe, notice that, to the saving of the soul. Guess what? You ain't saved right now. There ain't a man or woman in this church right now saved right now. You cannot say that you're saved right now by the Bible. Sometimes we, we use the wrong terminology. Praise God, I've been saved. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. 
And that, that's another verse to verify it. We don't never use only one verse to preach a doctrine in the Word of God. You've got to have at least two or three witnesses to make a doctrine out of anything in the Word of God. Here's another one right there. Matthew chapter 24 says, He that endureth unto the end. This around here says, We are not of those who draw back, but we are of those who believe to the saving of the soul. You had something you want to say, brother? Not fit for the kingdom of God. Yeah, not fit. Yeah. So, that's the necessity of being steadfast. We cannot afford to let down now. We got to keep fighting. We got to keep struggling. Even though sometimes we may think we're having to do it alone. We are not alone because Jesus has promised he is with us. Hallelujah. He will give us what we need. We got... What, what, what was that famous phrase back in the 70s? And every pickup, every southern boy on his pickup truck had the decal across the back glass and said, keep on trucking. Hallelujah. Keep on trucking. Glory to God. It don't matter what you're up against. It don't matter what you got to go through. It don't matter what your struggle is. You got to keep on trucking. Hallelujah. I heard a good saying not long ago. Some, uh, uh, somebody said, even if you feel like you're going through hell, keep going. Think about that. If you feel like you're going through hell, keep going. If you stop, where are you going to end up? Right? If you're going through it, keep going to get out of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Keep going. Keep going. Hallelujah. There's a song... Uh, used to sing all the time in church years ago. Sister Darling, when she was a song leader, used to sing it. You got to keep walking. Keep walking. Walking in the light of the Lord. Anybody got any comments or questions about our lessons tonight? I, hallelujah. Sister Mary. Sister Mary.